0: everybody and we're back. This is Ballistic Performance Radio and we are here with episode number eight. We have a much fancier setup this time, or at least we're trying to. So we're stepping up our game here with the mics and uh, hopefully with the content as well and uh, the value that we're bringing you guys. So like I said, today is episode eight and today we are talking about living for the weekend and what that means and why this topic came up and where we're going to take it from there and how it translates over to your guys' life. So Ashley's going to kind of lead us through here as we go, and we're going to kick it straight off. Ash, go ahead and uh, introduce our first bullet, I guess, our first topic.
1: Yeah. So we're going to start off just by talking about the Instagram post we wrote yesterday, or I guess when this comes out, it'll be a few weeks ago. But tell us a little bit about the post and who wrote the post. And I know he's one of your favorite people. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So uh, the post that Ashley's talking about is a post that we put up last night and it was a quotile post and it was, if you're living for weekends and vacations, then your shit is broken. And that was a direct quote from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Those of you who don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, uh, entrepreneur, business, marketing, advertising guru. Um, I'm probably doing him a disservice by introducing him that way, but great guy has a lot of a lot of awesome content for those people out in the entrepreneurial world and the small business world. And he talks a lot about happiness and he talks a lot about, you know, the way we need to live our lives and, and that sort of conversation. And so we took that quote and wanted to apply it toward health and fitness Mm -hmm. and make it applicable to our audience and, and how it can bring them maybe some insight and some clarity as to where they're at in their life.
1: Yeah, that's good. Uh, so how does that quote kind of translate to health and fitness in your opinion?
0: All right. So I think we can start at the top of how it just relates to everyone overall and Mm -hmm. then, and what it actually means like in the macro context, and then we can take it to health and fitness. And so what the quote was, if you read the caption is, or what the message was behind the quote is that, you know, we spend the majority of our lives working and, When I say the majority, I mean like at least one-third, and that's a conservative estimate. Plus, we then spend another third of our lives sleeping. So that right there alone is 60% of our life, and that's not even including the additional hours that most people are working nowadays, especially if you own a small business or if you're in any kind of entrepreneurial venture. And so for something that is a third of our life or more, it just seems ridiculous to be unhappy in that situation, right? I mean, we're we're basically living to work.
1: Yeah, but how many people do you know that literally hate their job?
0: Like everyone, right? <laughs> <laughs> all of our friends, I shouldn't say all. The majority of folks yeah. dread the nine to five. They check in, they check out, and it's a countdown every Monday until every Friday afternoon, and that's a problem. And You know, we want our listeners and our audience to understand that that's not how it has to be and that you're literally wasting valuable and a precious time counting down every week to get to the weekend to then celebrate your escape from reality. And the same thing, that same concept can happen with your health and fitness. And we want to make sure that not only is our audience aware of their their current status in life in terms of self-awareness, in terms of their financial situation, in terms of their career and understanding how they can make changes to improve upon that, but also understanding where you at in your health and fitness and what really happens on Friday afternoon when you check out of your weekly routine, which maybe you have dialed in pretty well now, but what's happening after that? What's happening on Friday night, Saturday and Sunday and how is that either, Assisting you in pursuing greater health, or how is it probably, or not probably, how is it possibly contradicting to what it is you say you want to achieve? Mm -hmm. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Cool. So, with that, dive a little bit deeper into kind of that training Monday through Friday. And is it okay not to train on the weekends or? Just explain a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. And so I think we can, like you just mentioned, we can break this down into into categories and we can start with that Monday to Friday and and training specifically or working out. And so a lot of times what we see is the majority of folks who are in the gym or clients that we work with online, they're probably training Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday and Sunday, they're taking rest days, which... Rest days are much needed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're not saying to skip rest day. Do not do that. We don't need you to get into a, a bad place there. But we want you to take rest days. However, it is completely dictated on what you're doing on those rest days and possibly even what you're doing during the week with your training to lead to those rests. Meaning if you're training at a pretty low intensity, low to moderate intensity, the majority of the time that you're training and you're doing that instead of Monday through Friday, five days straight, maybe you're only doing it three or four days out of the week. And then the weekend comes, and then you treat that as another break when you actually already had a rest or two during the week. And not only that, but the intensity wasn't there. So now we're in a really questionable situation because we didn't necessarily expend the energy that we need to expend throughout the week or that we should be expending. And now we're taking additional time on the weekend to where we're probably, or at least most folks, are almost completely sedentary. And that doesn't, I'm not saying they're not running around taking kids to practices and doing all these things, but at a lot of these events, you're sitting or you're stationary. So it can just be a matter of throughout the entire week, we're not accumulating enough activity. So that's one thing that can come into play. Another side of it is maybe you are someone who's training at really high intensities four to six days per week. And maybe you go Monday through Friday and you're going hard in the paint, so to speak. But then when the weekend comes, you're taking that as your legit escape. You're treating it like a mini vacation and you're disregarding all physical activity, you're disregarding all nutrition related uh, behaviors and habits. And now we just took five days of really great hard work where we probably made a lot of progress. And now we pushed it, or now we've counteracted that with two days of absolutely nothing that's putting our body back into uh, a less ideal state.
1: Yeah. So also this might be a little bit of a tangent, but in your opinion, should you be pushing your body to that point Monday through Friday?
0: So I'll relate this to yeah. CrossFit and the way CrossFit programming was originally intended. Mm-hmm. And then we can relate it to, to our style of, of programming as well and, and other options that are out there. But like I mentioned in the beginning, you definitely need a rest day. We're not telling you to train six days a week or even seven days a week and having one of those rest days be quote-unquote active recovery where you're still rowing a 5k and doing 200 ab mat sit-ups.
1: Yeah, but a rest day can still mean going for a very slow leisurely walk. It doesn't mean just having to netflix and (laughs) disney plus yeah yes more importantly right so
0: you can definitely be active on your rest days and to get back to your question there it's do i recommend people train at a level or an intensity where when they get to the weekend they're completely crushed and run into the ground probably not yeah right most folks like the way crossfit was originally intended was three days on one day off Mm -hmm. because in their experience they determined that by that fourth day the intensity and the desire to train. And all these things sort of started to fall off just due to the body being fatigued, the central nervous system being run down and needing that time to recover. And the same can be said for the style of program that we offer. I don't need anyone to train six days straight. I'd much prefer you train three, not even three, we'll say four to five days during the week with probably two rest days. And like you mentioned on those rest days, just being active going on, uh, a leisurely hike, going on a walk, playing enjoying with your kids, mm-hmm. yeah, getting out of the gym, out of your house, and just enjoying being active. I mean, playing intramural sports, whatever it is. Yeah. So all of that stuff's encouraged. We're simply just saying, do we need you to go five days on as hard as possible and then need two days to recover? No.
1: Yeah. No, that makes sense. Does that answer sense. your question?
0: hmm Perfect.
1: I think personally, before I met you, I was one of those people that did train, Most of the time, Monday through Friday, and then took Saturday and Sunday completely off. I remember when I met you, I was like, we're going to work out on a Saturday? What? (laughs) Um, But I can tell you, once we started it, working out on the weekends and not treating it like an escape, I felt so much better training on Monday. I remember even having that conversation with you. To the point where when we took those weekends off and made it feel like an escape or treated it like an escape every single monday workout i feel awful
0: yeah i mean it's just a lot of time if you're sitting sedentary or not living an, a healthy lifestyle to yeah. then bounce back from mm-hmm. and you know even now i think people would think we are insane but we we get up at 4.30 on Saturday to go train at 5 a.m. And I'm not saying anybody needs to do that. But the reason we do that is to start our day off the way we typically do or to mm-hmm. to put ourselves in an advantageous position to then carry on those healthy habits throughout the rest of the day. Because if I already got up and trained and I'm done and on my way home by 7 a.m., you feel, you feel pretty fucking good. Yeah. And you're going to want to continue feeling motivated and, and accomplished the rest of the day. Like it's just going to be additional incentive to keep those habits and those routines that you hold during the week.
1: Yeah. And I, that brings up a really good point. A lot of people that I talk to, I think use, or I hear the excuse that they don't have time on weekends because like you said before, They're probably driving their kids around to more activities because they're not in school. But like you just said, we train at 5 a.m. on a Saturday. And our classes at Elite Wellness start as early as 7 a.m. And I doubt any of your kids have activities at 7 a.m. So if you make it a priority, it can happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I couldn't agree more. We talked about that the other day on the way home from a Saturday session is that I don't know of any kids, any middle school or high schoolers, unless it's some kind of own way event or a particular tournament Mm -hmm. or, or championship, whatever. And you're traveling for it. I don't know anybody who has practice at 7am on a Saturday. Yeah. Right. So are very few who do. So like you said, if it's a priority, you can get in there and make it happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: for those people out there that are doing five days on two days off, maybe it's time to switch it up. Maybe you'll feel better. And it might be easier on your schedule if you go three or four days during the week, take a day off, and then two additional days on top of that, and one of those being either a Saturday or Sunday, and change up your routine. See if that helps you feel more accomplished on the weekend. See if that helps you de-stress and, and just stay in a better mental state through the weekend.
1: I was going to say, or just like you said before, set you up to feel like you're successful on the weekend or set you up to stay with your habits that you're trying to build.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think that kind of goes right into nutrition. A lot of the advice that I give clients is on the weekend, start your day with that normal breakfast. You can tell everyone, I always start with eating the not the exact same breakfast. I'll switch up the veggies in it.
0: No, she doesn't. <laughs> It's the yeah.
1: same i had mushrooms this morning
0: <laughs> oh man
1: but i always start with my veggies eggs for usually protein maybe i'll throw some like ground beef that we have left over for the week and then my oatmeal or potatoes some i always start with a similar breakfast and that kind of starts my day in the same habit as like we were talking about with training
0: yeah yeah it- Nutrition is no different than the the training side in terms of the routines and the habits and maintaining those throughout the weekend. But I mean, that's definitely the side of things where I think we see even a greater fall off than the training. I mean, someone goes Monday through Friday, tracked all their macros or whatever the hell method they use, and then Friday afternoon comes along. They're the first ones at happy hour. They're the first ones to to go out and have pizza or a beer and you know what what fries and a sandwich whatever you want to say and then that same it's like a downward spiral from there yeah. saturday morning comes around you want to go to brunch because everyone knows how and we millennials love our brunch <laughs> 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 and which we don't even go to brunch but
1: when we do though? it's nice <laughs> on
0: yeah she would go more if we could all right but uh but anyway then you carry that into the next morning then yeah saturday evening rolls around and you someone invites you to go somewhere so you got to have a quick dinner or someone invites you out to dinner and everyone there has a beer with dinner and, and then everyone has another one and before you know it now you're ordering appetizers and you're eating fried food and it's just this effect that's really hard to to put a stop on once it gets rolling
1: yeah and then monday you wake up and you feel discouraged and sometimes guilty and that's the last thing that we want when it comes to your health and fitness or health and wellness. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. We don't want anybody, we don't want to develop these negative connotations with having a balanced life. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a line that has to be drawn in terms of if you're telling us you want to have 6% body fat, you want to have abs, you want to look good in your bikini, whatever. And then every Saturday you're sending us your log and you went out to Duffy's and had, buy one, get one beers and wings and nachos. I don't know if you really want to look like that. If that's your lifestyle, which I'm not promoting by any means, but if that's your lifestyle, you're not going to be able to look the way you want to look because looking that way requires eating nutrient-dense whole foods, uh, the lean meats and veggies, the nuts and seeds, you know, minimal starch. It requires a really regimented nutrition and really – consistent training to look that way. Yeah. I mean, even ourselves, we've been in different phases where I've walked around looking a lot leaner than I have now, but I live a much more balanced life now. I'm no longer having to overindulge like I did back then because I was restricting so many things. So, you know, having a more balanced life and having routines and and habits that carry into the weekend ultimately is going to make it much easier to maintain the body composition that you want to maintain.
1: And I think that kind of brings up a really good point with ballistic performance, why we promote balanced meals. You shouldn't be so strict and restrict yourself so much during the weekday that on the weekend, you feel like you have to splurge or change things up. We keep our nutrition, I think, pretty simple and pretty boring, I guess, if for most people looking in. Like, we eat the same thing for the most part, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We change up our snacks during the week. But on the weekend, I think that what we found works best for us is still sticking to those whole foods, but trying a different recipe uh, or just... Trying a different food in general, but still trying to keep it healthy. Yeah. And then also planning out uh, either a dessert, like yesterday.
0: Coda is going ballistic right now. He is. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We put
1: him on the porch trying thinking that he might like to see the woods instead of our bedroom door.
0: But... Didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> anyway.
1: Um, what I was going to say was... It's okay to have a treat on the weekend or any day for that matter. Yesterday we were just we went to Disney and you can tell them what we had.
0: <laughs> All right, so guys, we we go on a date night once a week, and we don't always have dessert with it, but a lot of times we do, and because at the meal we keep it pretty. I would say pretty clean. I mean, we're eating meat and vegetables at the actual dinner. Yeah. So anyway, afterwards, we're craving a little something sweet. So yesterday, oh, it was delicious. We got ourselves, (laughs) no, it was just like a triple threat. It was a Mickey shaped Rice Krispie treat. Check one. threat one. one. Yeah. Check (laughs) one. It had white chocolate on the base and drizzled on top.
1: Check two and check three.
0: Well, check three would be it had M&Ms on one side.
1: Mini M&Ms, because we all know those are the better.
0: Absolutely. And then it had peanut butter chips on the other. Yeah. That it was essentially cool. diabetes on a stick, <laughs> and it was amazing. But we split it, so we didn't feel as bad. <laughs> but the point is we treated ourselves to that because we know 90% of the time, maybe even 95% of the time, we have a very good nutritional regimen we eat very well throughout the week we eat a lot of whole foods we eat a lot of fruits and vegetables we eat a lot of lean meat and that half a rice krispie treat isn't going to kill us in the long run and it's just enough to to what do i want to say hit that craving without us having to then go buy ice cream after that and then mm. have to go stop it and get fudge after that. And then on yeah. the way home, get a McFlurry with more mini m and like- I think
1: it also has, it's really important to just be real with yourself. Like you were saying before right now in our, this season of our life, we are kind of just working on balance and yes, like you said, 90, 95% of the time we are pretty, I'd say our nutrition is re- really good. But we are still, we just moved to Florida. Like we're trying to still have balance in our lives. And that sets us up to not overindulge on the weekends.
0: Yeah. And bringing this back to the original topic here of, you know, living for the weekend. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people do look at the weekend as, not an escape from their career, which you probably do that as well, but an escape from this quote-unquote diet and fitness routine that they're, regimen that they're following. Like That's not the point, guys. The point is not, or th- it's not the point to have an unsustainable lifestyle f- from Monday to Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday, your escape back to reality. <sighs> Of being a normal human and eating junk like all Americans do and then go right back to it again your life is not this constant cycle of five days on two days off it's meant to be an overall picture of health and to have balance and to be eating nutrient-dense whole foods but also eating the birthday cake at Sally's daughter's birthday party because your kids are best friends and Mm. not being that douche in the corner that's eating egg whites out of a Tupperware container and talking about how much you hate carbs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right? (laughs) Ashley thinks that was overboard there. I can tell from her look, but it's true. Don't be that guy.
1: However, though, if your goal is to get literally as lean as possible...
0: Right. But that's in not, that we're not going that route I right know. now, though. right? That's a whole different ballgame. We're talking about just balance. So yes, <laughs> anyway, I think that kind of segues segues into the final thing that we're talking about, like the long-term consequences here of this and long-term consequences being what I just hit on that. If we're looking to do this over the next decade, 20, 30, 40 years into our nineties and even our hundreds, hopefully we live that long. hmm you're not going to get it done by living five days on, two days off. You're not going to get it done by living for weekends and vacations, because that's when you can overindulge and be quote unquote normal. You've got to have something that's sustainable. You've got to have something that you can do Monday through Sunday, something that is 90% to 95% of the time when you're quote unquote on and five to 10% of the time where you can have that leeway and that balance. That is how you're going to be healthy for the rest of your life and have better quality of life as opposed to going through these ups and downs and these waves back and forth of being really lean and feeling really great about yourself and then being in that kind of middle stage where you're a little bit depressed because you're not as lean as you once were and you don't quite look the way you want to look when you're naked to then being in a really bad place of, holy shit, I need to lose 30 to 40 pounds and then um, star- starving yourself on some sort of diet and then before you know it, you restart the whole cycle again.
1: Yeah. I know everyone is going to be different, but do you have any tips for people to help them find what is sustainable?
0: In terms of tips, I don't want to give any like tips, so to speak, because like you said, it is different for everyone, yeah. but you need to find things that that correspond with your lifestyle. If you're someone who came from a bodybuilding culture and, and you used to track calories and macros, maybe tracking macros is something that you don't mind doing every single day, even on the weekends and just maybe estimating or taking breaks every now and again. I'm not saying dieting, I'm saying just tracking your food. Mm -hmm. If, but if you're someone who's never done any kind of new, let's say, um, Like strict counting. Yeah. Any kind of counting or any kind of even monitoring of what you're eating whatsoever, then maybe just trying to eat quality food is your goal. And just trying not to eat out every single day uh, throughout the week and just trying to really get a grip on quality. Yeah. And that could be what that could be all you focus on. And just doing that could significantly improve your health. And then if you're someone like us who's kind of been doing this for a while, has a better grip on things like you had mentioned, we're sort of just working on now finding that balance that enables us to have peace of mind and better quality of life. Because Mm -hmm. we both know that we would both love to be leaner. Like I would love if I was still 5 or 6% body fat and completely shredded. But I also know that when I do that, I can't have any... There's no Mickey Rice Krispie treat. Right, there certainly (laughs) ain't no triple threat Mickey Rice Krispie Treat. And there certainly ain't Christmas cookie... Uh, ice cream that we just bought, right? Like, none of that shit can fly if I want to look that way. I mean, we had even joked that we were going to count and be strict leading up to our vacation in January, and we've yet to even do it because we have a really good system of, hey, once a week we're going to go out and we're going to go on a date. We're going to eat a a relatively healthy dinner, and then if we want to indulge in something small, we're going to do it. We... If we want to look differently than the way we look now, then that would have to change. Maybe that's only once a month, but right now we're in a really good place. And so I think that's the biggest thing is coming to grips with or coming to terms with the fact that, yeah, maybe I don't look absolutely shredded, but I still look good or what I would consider good. And I still feel really good and my training's going well and my body's healing and also on top of all that I get to go out with my fiance once a week and have an amazing dinner and just enjoy time with her. And if that's the case, then I'm cool with that. And so it's really about taking that step back and getting that perspective of what, what is the entire picture that you want? Not just what is the body composition that you want?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else?
0: I think that's it. I hope we stayed on track. I kind of like was getting lost today a little bit, in, and <laughs> in everything we were saying. So when we listen to this back, hopefully it uh, it's smooth.
1: I think it will be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, guys. I think that's all we have for you today. Um, as usual, if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Give us a a rating. Five stars would be ideal, right? <laughs> but give us a rating. Let us know what you think. Um, you can also check us out on YouTube at Ballistic Performance. Visit us on Facebook, also at Ballistic Performance. And then also our Instagram is at train underscore ballistic. We put content on all those channels every day. We forgot one. Hell, we even have a TikTok. (laughs) What up? Check out our TikTok account, Ballistic Performance. Please check it out. (laughs) Ashley hates it, but just in case it becomes the next Instagram, we're doing it. So anyway, guys, check us out on all those channels. Subscribe, DM us, um, leave us a comment, whatever you need to do. Get in contact with us. We are here to help you in any way possible. We'll see you next time.